What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Show and Go podcast. I'm your host, Blake Anderson. I'm here with my co-host and newest member of the World Series Club in MLB The Show, Anthony Stellar Harder. And then there's Ryan, who hasn't gone 12-0. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about the seventh inning program. No problem, Anthony. We're going to be talking about the seventh inning program, giving our thoughts and reactions. We're going to talk about the attribute issues and some of the balancing issues in MLB The Show. And then we're going to move on to some of our finest predictions. What you guys got to start us off today? Um, First things first, I'll see what Ryan thinks about this. Why didn't they just make uh, Hank Aaron max power? I know, Blake, you agree with that. I I don't see why they couldn't have just done that. Ryan? I mean, that card would have been just the most insane card in the game. I understand that he could have easily had it, and I think we will see a max power Hank Aaron in future games. I just don't think it'll be this game with... They they want more of a complete player, especially releasing this late in the year. So it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to make him all power heavy, and then you have people complaining, not usable in Legend, rate my team. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, see... <laughs> I think I think it's Hank Aaron. It's a milestone card for breaking the home run record in the MLB. I think you got to go 125 both sides and call it a day. I don't think a single person complains to be honest. And I think because it's because it's this late in the year, I think we need a card like that. Like comparable to Frank Thomas offensively with the good defense and speed. But I do understand they probably wanted to make him more statistically accurate cuz people have been complaining about a lot of that lately we'll get into that later um ryan why don't you go ahead and read off all the bosses and maybe even some of the classics cards all right yeah we got we got the 99 across the board pack we got future star spencer torkelson the torque meister uh maximum torque i don't know other physics jokes uh we got (laughs) Hank Aaron, which we already discussed, and we got 99 Tony Gwynn, who's identical to his last two cards of the past two years. Yeah. Um, then, uh, you, you want me to go over the Classics pack now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got the Classics pack. Absolutely loaded. Player of the Month, Dylan Bundy. Looks like a stud. Should make everybody's rotation. We got uh, Flashback Finest, Danny Santana. And the last one is postseason Adam Eaton, who's sneaky good, I might say. I love his swing in past years. But I think the the lower henchman pack is really where it's at. That's when uh, you see the cards that are pretty nice. The cycle Jonathan VR really stands out to me as like a budget beast, sort of like the uh, Kevin Biggio we uh, got earlier this year, but a switch hitter. Uh, just good versatility, silver defense at short. Who were the other two? Johnny Cueto and somebody else. Justin Upton. Justin Upton. Justin Upton. Worst swing in the game. But Cueto (laughs) should be nice for filling out your Kershaw collections, which, I mean, best card in the game, right? Kershaw, given all that you need to get him, he has to be the best card. I'd quick sell him if I could. Yeah. I swear to God I would. (laughs) Kind of an S. Um, So... Here, here's my take. I love Johnny Cueto. He's such a fun card to use. He's always got good control and good movement. Um, yeah, Justin Upton's a little bit weird. VR, great swing. Just like Adam Eaton, those two cards will be awesome to use, like in VR. Those will be fun. 
No, Upton, you know what card Upton I think? Swing. Oh man, Upton Swing is disgusting. But you know That's what, what I said? I no, I said I said VR, VR and Eaton. Oh VR. Oh, oh okay. My VR. Bad. VR. I thought you said you know, he'd be good in BR and Eaton. Oh. You know what card I think would be good in BR though is that Danny Santana when defense doesn't really matter. Honestly. And you can you can draft him and build your team around him because he can play literally anywhere but catcher. Yeah. Yes, Blake. And he's gonna be in the finest collection when that happens. Yes. Yeah. Make sure seats. make sure to buy him. Hold on to all your uh, inning uh, henchmen. They go up. They're and always going to skyrocket. Yeah. All right. Back to the bosses. Um, I got to say, Tony Gwynn, I, I don't think he's an L. People are going to say he's an L because of the power. The dude can do literally everything else, and he's got a great swing. He's exactly what you would expect. The only complaint I think that's warranted about him, he probably could have been an inning boss with the rounds that were the first 99s released. I think that would have been a good time to drop Tony Gwynn because we don't have that many stacked 99s. So I think he makes some people's lineup or maybe even their bench. Um, at this point, though, after Team Infinity Stage 4, he's he's not really usable, uh, on a god squad at least. Um, what do you guys think? I'd honestly go the other direction. I disagree with you. I think Gwynn is more usable now than at any other point in the year because we see all these no-hitter cards with super high hits per nine that we weren't seeing in the beginning of the year guys like Arietta, verlander these are some of the top pitchers in the game and even like the free guys the saberhagen newhauser um maddox they all have decently high pick uh, hits per nine and so that makes the high contact for gwyn even more important that's a very fair point Originally, I was on the same boat as Blake. I agreed that he wasn't really usable with the new guys that came out. But after thinking about what Ryan said, I, I have to agree with Ryan. That max contact and max vision is more than usable on Legend to um, go against what Blake says about every card in the game. And he has that, what, high 60s, low 70s power if you parallel him. That'll play because what I remember from 19 when I used him for more than half the year, he plays above his power. He has such a good swing with that elite defense. I think that card will definitely play on all levels of the game. Another thing I just want to point out, everybody's wrapped up in the parallel system and how, oh, if you parallel this guy to parallel three, he gets up to max contact. Uh, Parallel four, he has diamond fielding. This win is out of the box, ready to use max contact, max vision, uh, diamond defense and right already you, you you don't have to touch him at all no grinding offline you just plug him in the lineup and play which is nice that and is I think, super convenient and i think too with how many cards are built around power it's honestly not a bad idea to have a card that can just get on base for you with good speed to put in the one or two spot or even in the eight spot before your lineup turns over to the top of the order all right, let's let's touch on the Tor- Torkelson a little bit. Do we think he's the top five third baseman in the game right now? Gold defense with really good hitting stats. Top five? Yeah, I would say top five easily. Top Blake, three. What do you think? Uh, top five for sure. Top three. I- I'd have to use his swing because I think that what like, that's what it comes down to. Um, his attributes probably a top three third baseman i mean chipper's number one 
Um, number two is probably Ryan McMahon tops now from April or whatever that was. So I think I could slide Frank Torkelson Thomas. in the. Oh yeah, Frank Thomas. You could throw Frank Thomas at third. That's uh, go ahead and try that out, guys. Ryan loves to do that. Confirmed, um, it works. So I've probably got Torkelson at four then for that. Um, but yeah, being serious, uh, he looks great. His contact is above a hundred, which is huge. Um, great power of course he's a huge power hitter got some versatility uh position wise and he's got good defense so i don't think you can really go wrong with him he might be my pick if it wasn't for hank aaron i might have to scoop up torkelson just to try him out but i think i'm going with hank i don't know about you guys uh i'm definitely going with hank obviously for obvious reasons but back on torkelson i would definitely use this card if i didn't already have two guys that are end game playable at third base with chipper who i have at short currently and i'm still sticking with the all-star game 99 vlad jr um i don't think this torkelson touches chipper or that vlad to play third base in my opinion but it's definitely a really good card if you still need a third baseman and say you don't have chipper or can't afford vlad definitely usable on legend right blake yes yep and uh again torkelson is potentially free so like you said for a budget team, Torkelson is probably your top third baseman. I, w- I want to say something quick about his versatility. Blake, you said, I mean, he can play left, he can play first. And a lot of people say, oh, 60 speed, he'll have silver defense in left. That's not playable. It isn't to start him out in left field. But you get a defensive substitution. You get uh, some base running where you need a pinch runner. You you have flexibility if you have these guys in your starting lineup. That's what's nice about Chipper Jones. I found that sometimes I put him in left, sometimes I put him in short, depending. He's always starting at third, but he'll slide over depending on what the matchups look like. Yeah, and uh, Hank kind of fits that same boat too. He can play outfield and first. Um, I think Torkelson, if if you're in the spot like Anthony where you have two endgame third baseman Torkelson could be on your bench he's not a bad uh bench guy to have he's got uh good splits against both sides like Ryan said the positional versatility um I I definitely want to try that card out whether it's in BR or whether I scoop him up uh, and use him for a ranked game and with this uh new player program we have Joe Carter 96 overall this card is awful do not use them online (laughs) His swing isn't even that good. I just don't no. see how this card is is even a 96 overall. He's he's bad. It's it's interesting. The, the only thing I think is interesting about this card is the fact that it's a 30-30 card as at a at first base, which is what they brought up in the SDS stream. I was like that is kind of interesting. And then I saw the stats and I was like, okay, just go back to the postseason Blue Jays card. Like the moment he's literally known for, the, dude, the old, yeah, like literally. dude hit a home run to walk off the World Series game seven. You, that, you think that about, card needs to be in the game? You think about the '99 Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce was heroic in that World Series. If you compare his performance to Joe Carter's, it's just different levels. Joe Carter hit a home run to win the World Series. Only one other person has done that, Bill Mazeroski, who they also have the rights to, but they've never given him a postseason card either, which I 
I just want to see one of these years, just see a juice 99 postseason card for Joe Carter or Bill Mazeroski. Juice up the card art, make it look cool, okay? Don't have just like the little banner on the side. Make it look cool and give us a 99 overall postseason card. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think uh, I think there's quite a few postseason... The postseason cards, to me, they always get released during the postseason, which makes sense. That's fine. But um, it's hard because year to year we're getting postseason cards from that year, which is obviously really cool. It's uh, it's what people are talking about. But I think they forget during the year that we still want to see postseason cards from certain guys. Like, even David Ortiz in 2013 carried the Red Sox. He hit, like, 700 in the postseason. Yeah. And the rest of the team was hitting, like, 200, dude. It was nuts. And because we got his 99 early in the year as the collection reward, we just haven't seen, a like, we got the gold Ortiz and the 99 Ortiz, and that's it. So I think next year, I want to see a postseason Ortiz instead of, like, a 2006 or a 2004, you know, or a six series. Yeah, name the last time we got a postseason card released that wasn't in one of those classic packs. There's like was it Reggie when he the, uh, I think it's beginning. headliner Bob Gibson or Justin Verlander guys who got oh, yeah. got higher versions shortly after where it's yeah. like these cards aren't getting used there's no point to postseason cards until the postseason which sucks right yeah Mazarowski and Carter too are two players that they're not gonna get ninety nines other than those postseason so i really don't understand the logic there i think they're just trying to mix it up so that people See, don't say the content is stale but i don't get it but why get the rights to Mazeroski then nobody's yeah, asking yep. for a 92 bill Mazeroski gold glove card who's a righty hitting second baseman with good defense he's terrible i don't think i've ever run into him in any game mode over the past whatever years that he's been in the game literally so just give us a juiced power one, good defense. I don't care about the contact that much. Just make it fun, you know? Literally. Yeah, totally agree. With the way that they juice content anyways, like, why not? Like, they can juice up this, what, Cabrian Hayes giving a tops now 97 overall for having a walk-off hit. But Joe Carter can't get a 99 for one of the greatest moments in baseball history, walking off a World Series. Touch it doesn't make all, sense. Joe. Speaking of tops now, we got uh, four new ones coming out. And Nestor, Nestor Cortez as a 97 <laughs> overall with 99 break. Most underrated card, or no, most underrated player in the majors. Yeah, Blake, let's hear Blake's opinion on these amazing tops now cards. Like L. <laughs> Ratio. Care to, Care to explain, Blake? No. All right, well, since Blake wants to be quiet, I'm going to do uh, my signature Brandon Crawford move here uh tj friedel 97 tops now went to my high school foothill high school pleasanton california he also went to the same university i did at university of nevada reno way to just dox yourself anthony yeah what's your social security number actually now that you bring that up (laughs) does that not say the high school he went to because he literally went to foothill that's unfortunate but he did go to foothill high school him and Brandon Crawford went to the same high school as me. 
And shout out Mookie Betts for getting that ball back for him. Yeah, that was that cool. Was re- that was a cool story. That was a cool story. That was sick of Mookie Betts to do. Good guy, Mookie um, Betts. For those of you who don't know, uh, TJ hit his first uh, career home run, which was also his first career hit. And uh, the people who caught it immediately threw it in to Mookie um, to like give him the home run ball back, which is a huge... Uh, it's a classy move by the fans in the stands. And uh, Mookie came back and gave him a signed bat. So Mookie pretty much handled that transaction. And uh, it, it's something you love to see in baseball. So the other two are Lewin Diaz and Eddie Rosario for hitting the cycle, which is obviously really cool. Got to give a Topps Now card there. Um, unless you guys have any actual comments on these cards other than Nestor Cortez... I'd like to bring up a point about Tops now uh, regarding its future. Eddie Rosario so, has a good swing. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. Anthony? Eddie Rosario does have a good swing. I can confirm. Never mind. Cool. I changed my mind. I don't want to agree with Anthony. <laughs> Go ahead, Blake. All right. Glad we got some confirmation there. Um, <laughs> so here's here's my take on Tops now. It's sort of causing an unbalance in the game just a little bit. Because we've got Tops Now cards scaling as the year goes on, just like the rest of content, right? Where the Tops Now cards in the beginning were lower tier diamonds, they moved up to mid tier diamonds, now they're high diamonds. We've got 98 overall Tops Now cards. Um, that's a problem to me, mostly because they're juicing these Tops Now cards so much that they're just as good, if not better, sometimes as inning bosses. World Series rewards, 12-0 and 0 rewards. I mean, Cal Quantrill's tops now has better hits per nine than Pedro Martinez. Go ahead, Anthony. Tops now, Joey Wendell is comparable to the uh, last inning boss, uh, MVP George Brett. You can put the stats side by side, and you wouldn't be able to pick which one you want more between the two of the cards. I think the I think that's a good example, Anthony, with the Cal Quantrill and Pedro Martinez, and then Joey Wendell and George Brett, because those cards are just as good, if not better, as those other cards. I mean, obviously Quantrill isn't as good in game as Pedro Martinez, uh, well, or in real life. But why does why is the hits per nine so high? I mean, Pedro, that's like the most important stat for pitchers. And you're telling me Pedro Martinez is worse at limiting hits than Cal Quantrill in the Tops Now card. And again, it's not just the fact that they're juicing them. It's just that Tops Now cards are so easy to get. You do 15 to 30 minutes of grinding moments and you have like four of them that are just as yeah. good as inning bosses, 12 and 0 rewards, World Series rewards. It, that can't happen. Like, hey, I, Blake. Yeah. You're wrong. You're okay, just flat out it. wrong. Okay? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You're saying, you're telling me that there's an imbalance in the game because some cards are just as good as other cards? That is the definition of balance. No. Nope. Yes. If you're having cards that are worse than other cards, that's an imbalance. So they're evening the playing field for these cards that people aren't using anyway and they're juicing the stats on them to make them look like they're going to be just as good as this. But they never really are. Name 
10 Tops Now cards that are viable right now? Jazz Chisholm. One. Jose Altuve, you Darvish. Okay, Altuve is borderline. Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson. Dreams game. I'll give you one, Gary. Joe, Gary, Gary, Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell, Wendell is not he's, usable. Nobody uses He's the Joey same Wendell. as George Brett. He's Nobody. the exact same as George Brett. He's, he's the exact same as George Nobody Brett. Nobody uses that, George Brett either. He's it not doesn't usable. matter. It doesn't matter. But, I'm just but saying do you he's see, not. But Ryan, that's the problem, is that we're comparing Joey fucking Wendell to George Brett. They're comp- what? I'm counting it. I'm counting it. Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, Grandal. Six. Grandal. Seven. Grandal starts in my lineup for the record. Lars Newbar. Lars Newbar is usable. Okay, Newbar, you Lars. got eight. Garrett Richards, closer. No. Garrett Richards. No. Yes. yes. Yes, he's I'm good. Not, I faced him in my... Yes. Okay, right. that's Conforto. Bias. Conforto. Conforto. Conforto, sure. Okay, so you have 10 borderline top 10 options at their position. Andrew Velasquez. Nobody uses that card. I've never seen that he's card. He's usable, though. Ryan McMahon. He's usable, though. McMahon, I'll Ahmed give Rosario. See, but these cards aren't being used by people. But it's not. It's that, not that really overwhelmingly doesn't... tops now in everybody's lineup. The, and that's the, fair. The easy you, you want the noobs to just go into games with tops now with, with uh, ninety overall tops now cards instead of Jedediah Lowry. Jedediah Lowry, one hundred percent rakes, but these cards are easy to get yeah but they're not as good so if you put in more time you get better cards you you kind of don't though like it, it it's it's not enough time to make up for it it's like freddy R- rizzo striking out freddy freeman silver relief pitcher card cards goaded number 12 we kill but do Kyle Isbell. Anyways. Seth Brown. This whole argument, Ryan, is based more off the principle than actually seeing them in lineups because it's just disrespectful to legends of the game to give them juice tops now cards. And I'm not saying take out tops now. I'm not saying don't even give them diamond cards. All I'm saying is is think about the comparison a little bit, you know? Like cap it off at 95 if you have to. But the comparison is the final result, which is the end product of these guys being used in lineups. And they're not being used in lineups. But El Bozo. But there's rarely any lineup diversity anyways because there's what? only certain usable cards. There is so much lineup diversity. There's right a lot of lineup You're diversity, wrong. Blake. I disagree, dude. You see the same cards. We, we well, ran like you'll through see Chipper the top and you'll five. See pitchers and we disagreed on quite a few and it was all like borderline we didn't know who to rank in the top five i first of all i was talking lineups but pitchers okay. i mean okay, starting pitchers there there's a decent amount of starting pitchers that are usable. okay lineups lineups catcher there's a lot of usable catchers there's Adley, like four pudge gary carter Adley, jt Romuto, will smith yes. both salvi cards um I guess. gary yeah, sanchez yasmani Yasmani Grandal, Jorge, see, but no, Pizarro. but we're not talking about who's usable. We're talking about what I, I, I guess. Okay, who I do guess. you see overwhelmingly in lineups? Schwarber at catcher. I don't yeah, see Schwarber, Schwarber 
Adley. I do see Schwarber. Okay. You see Schwarber. Okay, from from games Adley. that I've played in events. Real Muta. In events. That's also limited ranked. to one one region. So that's a right. little little slow. So I'm just saying what I've seen people use at catcher. Yeah. I've seen Schwarber, I've seen Biggio, I've seen Adley, I've seen Gary Carter, I've seen Pudge. In my World Series game, I saw Pudge being used. I've seen Will Smith be used in ranked. I've seen both Real Muto cards be used, the 98 and the 97. I've seen both Salvi cards be used, and I've seen Gary Sanchez being used. Blake. That's more than Blake, enough. Blake, do you hear that? That sounds like diversity to me. That sounds like I diversity. I mean, call it, call it what you want. 99% of my games, guys, are on Hall of Fame above 800. Okay. You can't relate. You can't who relate. Are, who are you facing? Hey, hey Blake, over who, and over? who made World Series an hour what? ago? You did once thank you what player is just dominating in position my okay you've got chipper mm-hmm. trey jackie frank jackie Mantle. is not dominating anything i see jackie all the time more often than not i would have to guess i see him but not i don't see him as dominating second baseman i mean that's fine he's the guy i see most the position okay that's fair Okay, let's go to first base, Wait, though. Is no, there anyone sorry, dominating first Blake, base? Blake, I misheard you. Wh- which one of those cards was a Topps Now card? None uh, of them, Ryan. It's... Oh, oh, so they're not in lineups. Ryan is manipulating my arguments, and I'm not here for it. You mean I'm arguing? No, 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 no. Arguing is you take a stance, and you disagree with me stance. or agree. No, you're, tell- you're saying that I said something earlier that I didn't. I said that... It's the principle of the tops now cards being as good. I never said that they're flooding people's lineups. What's the problem with them being good if they're not in lineup? It's the principle. It's the principle of it. It's it's that I want to be because I'm gonna grind. Ryan, I speak for the not the majority here. I speak for I the speak people. I speak for the trees. I'm the Lorax, Blake. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm the fucking Lorax. Okay, and you listen to me. These cards are not being used. Therefore, there is no principle of them being better than... No, there is a principle. No, there, there isn't. so is. No. They, they should not be hey, as hey, good Blake. as all-time hey. legends. Hey, hey, Blake. That sounds good to me. Hey, so then leave. Check it You heard it, guys. Blake wants the return of the immortals. He only no. wants the immortals. No. He only wants... 1099 cards in the entire nope. game. That's <laughs> I literally wants. said all they have to do is compare the tops now cards to other cards. You know, they're like the what you said. You wanted them nothing like to be compared to. No, they no like when they make the card, consider the other cards they're releasing at the same time. Like with Pedro, only 102 hit per nine, and then they're releasing multiple tops now cards that are better. Like, how many 99 overall tops now cards do we have? There's, the like, game? two. There's one. It is Tim There's Anderson. There's one. Okay. And, and, and. Overalls don't matter. Anthony Rizzo. If overalls don't matter, then overalls are conveying of the stats. Wait. They're a summary yeah. of the stats. So, if the stats say they aren't a 99 overall then how can you say these cards are on the same level as these 99 overalls? Because overalls and stats don't directly translate to in-game success. You know I'm that. not talking... We already said that in-game success 
is not tied to these cards. You're saying it's the principle of the stats, and now you're saying it's in-game success? That's what Mom I've been saying the whole time, Ryan. What's Mom the and principle? Dad, please stop fighting. Please. I've had enough. Is the Pick principle a side, that Anthony. the stats are too good, or is the principle that they're too usable? I'll let the lawyers decide whose side I'm on for mom or dad. Well, Blake is mom bad. just because of the hair. That's fair. Ryan's dad because he raised his voice. Um. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, let's, like, if, if, overall, if, if overalls don't matter, why were you saying that there needs to be an overall cap on the tops? Yeah, I never said that. I literally never said that. You said, you said that. You, you said, said that. You said that. You liar. I will clip that and I will bring there, it up there's, again. There's literally no... If you're listening to this, just know I'm being manipulated. I you might not even hear the my original audio. You might be hearing like a voice modified Ryan, okay? You know what? Let's Blake agree gets to owned di- in an argument. I'm getting manipulated. You're gaslighting, you're gaslighting me. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blake's just a girl boss. Anyways, let's di- let's agree to disagree on tops now. That's fine. Right. I don't really Okay, care. I'm right. It's not yeah. It's not that okay. big of a deal at the end of the day. It is a little bit frustrating, though, as a Red Sox fan with Pedro's hit per nine, right? It's it's a little bit personal. Then Pedro should have given up less hits if you want him to have higher hits per nine. <laughs> That's all it comes that, down to. That is 100% true. <laughs> yep. Um, How many no hitters did he throw? I, none. It's a goose egg. None. Yeah. Um. Well, I can't argue with that, so that's going to do it for the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, let's let's move on. Let's move on from overalls and stats. Let's talk about something that I think needs an that needs a fix. Anyways, the tops now point was segueing into a bigger point about how certain attributes dominate online gameplay. For example, we've got hits per nine with pitchers. It's one of the only things that matters for a pitcher. You've got stamina, which doesn't matter at all because every pitcher can throw a complete game, 130 pitches, no problem. Hits per nine is super important. K per nine seems non-existent. Um, Velo and break, actually, Velo matters a ton, right? Outlier is huge. Uh, pitch mix matters with, you know, you need a sinker, a cutter. That's the meta in this game. Break doesn't matter at all, dude. There are pitches with lower tier break than like 99. And they're breaking just as much. It's it's strange how some of these pitching attributes barely matter, and then some of them are make or break for a certain card. That's the reason why these milestone cards, the no-hitters, the perfect games, that dominate rotations at the moment. And I mean, Jacob deGrom, who's one of the best pitchers in the game, top three, has above 120 hits per night. It, it's huge. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I completely agree with you. They they really decentivize a lot of stats, especially with pinpoint like walks for nine doesn't mean anything. Like I I was throwing continuously perfect pitch after a perfect pitch with Maddox in the event. Absolutely just missing spots, walking guys left and right, and it's so frustrating. I think that's one of the biggest things is the the par just lies to you. And I know we've talked about this before, but it just lies to you. That's all it is. Yeah. The problem with these attributes being so overpowered in online gameplay, uh, it really limits the amount of starting pitchers, especially, that are usable. Um, We have a ton of starting pitcher options this year, 
and I really don't think most of them are usable. It's It kind of comes down to DeGrom, Otani, a couple of the milestone no-hitter cards. And uh, from there, you, you get into the lower tier of usable cards. But that upper echelon is like five cards. And a lot of them are very expensive. So once you get to Hall of Fame level on ranked 7800s, that's all you're going to face. Meaning that you have to adjust your lineup accordingly with high contact guys. Except for Blake, who still has Edward Cabrera in his starting rotation. 107 his, hits per nine. And is thinking about sinker. putting in Corbin Burns again. Outlier secret. Bro, they both they both have what you need to be a good pitcher in this game. It, it's that's it, it's a perfect example of why this is a problem. Because Corbin Burns and Edward Cabrera don't have the same secondary stats, or not not literally secondary, but walks per nine, um, Ks per nine. They don't have the same stats that some of these other cards do, but they're just as good, you know? Um, if we balance these stats out so that K per nine matters, if they balance stamina, stamina's broken, first of all. Ryan brought up a great point earlier in the year. Why the hell does Garrett Crochet have workhorse? The dude's barely been a starter at any level. And he's got the workhorse quirk and like a hundred plus stamina. What are we doing? He could they throw drafted a him game. and immediately made him a big league reliever. Exactly. And it's I understand it's a future stars, but he does not project out to be that type of starter. Um So once you, you don't balance know out what i said you don't know that that's fair that's fair i can't predict the future um once you balance out some of these stats for pitchers it balances out what can be used as a pitcher or a hitter you get more cards that are usable and again lineup diversity is great you want to see different starts you want to see different hitters so again we want more lineup diversity um I think, again, then you come into the issue where it's like, okay, these Tops Now cards are comparable or are not as comparable to some of these upper echelon of starting pitchers. Once you get these attributes balanced out, it does make different cards usable, and it does make gameplay just more fun for a lot of players. Once you can use the cards you like, once you get rewarded better offensively, once you get rewarded better defensively, you start to run into more fun. You start to run into people who want to play the game more because they're not as frustrated after playing only one game of ranked. I really so, think that... So if you're so smart, what's the fix then? I Okay, I am not a game developer, right? I do, not, I do not know how, how difficult be? this if, would if be. You're, if you're saying that the attributes need to be balanced, what's the fix? So you have K per nine, first of all not matter as much as hits per nine you can lower hits per nine slightly as far as how much it affects in-game stats but with k per nine if you have higher k per nine then you should make contact or people should make less contact with your pitches with walks per nine you should have better control right you should walk less people like ryan said earlier that doesn't really you don't see that on the field you really only see hit per nine because it changes your pci size um, if you have break actually matter, then you've got guys like Aroldis Chapman, for example. He throws 102, right? His fastball is very straight. It does not have natural movement. He does throw like a little two seam, but it's slower and it doesn't move as much. In game, 
that thing's it's a Zach Britton sinker. It moves across the strike zone. It's a joke. It's unhittable. Along with his Nando, Nando. Along with his Fernando Tatis Jr. You cannot do it any better than that. (laughs) Along with his slider, which again is not like it is not. It breaks more than it should. And I think if you have pitch break mimic more of what it does in real life, not only do you have a more balanced game, you have a more realistic game. I agree with you, but why should walks per nine affect control? If controls its own stat, walks per nine, if you think about it, is just the pitcher, their approach to the hitter, which is all you in in the game. So it should really just be control that affects where the pitch goes. That was a problem I ran into as I was thinking about how you could change pitching stats. I just don't think they should take out walks per nine. I I just don't really know the fix there. I mean, maybe 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 you change it into a quirk where it's like when you have better pitch accuracy in a three ball count than a player without that quirk, you know? I, I don't really know how to fix walk per nine because like you said, when some of the, or I guess most of the, uh, of the gameplay is being done by the player, then that attribute doesn't really matter. Um, it's almost like home runs per nine or whatever, because that doesn't affect offline anymore or online anymore, right? The only thing I will say is that uh, walks per nine, it's really like, how are you going to go back to the like the 1900s and be like, this guy walked three batters per nine innings, which was average at the time. But we're going to give them elite control. Like, how can you separate the two for the older players? I understand right. now we have the data of the glove shifting and all that, but it's hard to separate them from back then. Right. And, so. and again, that's a problem that SDS is running into, not only with walks per nine, but with every other stat, with velo, hits per nine, because the game is so different era to era right it, it's changed so drastically that it really is hard to compare certain players you have the steroid era where the offensive numbers are going to be juiced nowadays everybody strikes out an absurd amount of times back in the day you have people who aren't throwing as hard there's so many different issues that i'm not even going to say there's a clear-cut fix all i'm going to say is there needs to be consistency because certain cards get juiced like like Walter Johnson, Bob Feller. Those dudes have outlier. Like, they're throwing so hard, which is just not realistic. And that's fine, right? But then they do some cards. They don't do some cards. They decide this guy's going to pitch like a modern era guy. And then some of the guys is just they they play like they did in the, like, 1800s. It's like, where's the consistency? What's the What's the solution? I think it's being consistent. That's all. I like how Walter Johnson throws 102 sidearming it. Yeah. <laughs> That's super realistic. Um, it looks effortless. It does. I, I want to wrap up this uh, three discussion uh, and move on to what we think Diamond Dynasty will look like in the next couple months. Anything else to touch on it before we move on, Anthony? Blake? Honestly, unless we get, like, really juiced finest cards, I feel like most people have the cards that they're going to use for the rest of the year. I was talking to Ryan the other day once I got Belly, and I couldn't believe I was saying this, and I'm sure it took Ryan a step back that I said this. I said, honestly, with my outfield and my team right now, 
I don't need Griffey, and Ryan knows I'm the biggest Griffey fan in this game. And I already feel like I have my end game team, and it's almost October. So I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. I just made my first ever World Series run, so I feel like I have no need to change my team, obviously. So m most other people probably feel the same way, unless they want to add good cards that are just their favorite players, such as the finest card for whatever their favorite team is. Yeah, uh, moving on to finest, though. Um, any predictions for what time of the year we'll see it? Yeah, so I'm thinking November is going to be our finest month. I think SDS is sort of... And I'm I'm... I'm gonna give SDS credit where they're due. I'm a big SDS fan, so when I, I when I critique something, that's how I'm. You know, I'm actually upset about it. Um, I think a good thing is to delay Finest because of how good Team Affinity Stage Three and Four have been. Um, we've got a ton of usable cards. Uh, we've got a good amount of usable cards from those groups, um, especially for the time they were released. So with Finest, how high can we go? You know, like, again, you're sort of running into the problem of the Finest cards are probably going to be just as good, or they're probably going to be better than Team Affinity Stage 4, meaning that the best Frank Thomas card might not be the best first baseman come Finest time. Unless they decide to not juice up the Finest cards, which really wouldn't make sense. But I do think that we see it after the postseason, considering that today the seventh inning dropped and there was no talk of Finest other than it's coming eventually. There's right. nothing on the calendar. Um, so I think the postseason will take over October as it normally does. We'll get Finest at some point in November. And they're going to have to be juiced because... It's the home stretch for content in November. November and December are normally dead months for MLB um, because you're leading into the new year. With, and by, by the new year, you're already looking forward to next year's game. I mean, the cover athlete will probably be announced in November or December, right? So yeah. Yeah. we're already thinking towards 22. And uh, I, I think Finest in November is fine. It's a good way to end content for Diamond Dynasty as far as like big drops. Those are the fun cards you'll be able to play with. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like sure. to run through a prediction video sometime, but that obviously won't be today. Uh, and then we got postseason. I'd like to go over like one team to watch just super briefly for each of us. We're going to do a, a full postseason episode, not MLB The Show related, but just some players you want to have postseason cards potentially and some teams to just watch down the stretch because they could be dangerous. Definitely. Anthony, you want to? Oh, I'm getting started. Wow. I, I get a voice? Okay. Um, I, Fernando! Fernando! <laughs> Blake, Blake, go ahead. I, I'm thrown off. I'm, I'm getting a voice. Blake, go no. ahead. Take it away yeah, from Blake, me like usual. Okay. Um, I was waiting to cut you off, but you actually gave me permission, so my bad. As far as teams to watch, you got to pay attention to the Brewers. Ryan, this might have been your team. But uh, the Brewers' starting rotation is second to none, and uh, it, they're going to be a fun team to watch, assuming the lineup can continue their timely hitting and stay hot. Um, that That's my team to watch. Surprisingly, not the Red Sox. Any, any player you think uh, you want to highlight from that team? Corbin Burns, 99 overall finest, finest card incoming. Protect yeah, your lineup, people. I'm talking about postseason. Who do you think is primed to, to get a postseason card? Uh, I would get. I would give it to one of the hitters because you got to think that 
Um, or Woodruff. Or Woodruff, but Woodruff yeah. could get a finest card. You never know. He could. Yeah, um, I was thinking Woodruff or Adamas are good candidates. Yes, Adamas because his contact on his live series, his hitting is atrocious. He's got a good swing though. I think that's a he's a good candidate for a postseason card. He got one JBJ last year. JBJ doesn't correct. have a bad swing. I I would like a JBJ card that's juiced. Adamas um, got a postseason card last year, if I remember correctly. Didn't he get a forty-two this year? Yes, he did. Yeah, with the Rays. I, yeah, I wouldn't team. be mad at an Adamas postseason card. <clears throat> um, I guess I'll go then. My team to watch, honestly, is the White Sox. Same reason as Blake was giving. Fun, fun lineup good hitting in that lineup and that rotation is solid and they have the best reliever in baseball still in my opinion in Liam Hendricks sad that he's not in the green and gold but I, I gotta pick the White Sox with how they've been consistent all year in the pretty shit division obviously but they took advantage of a bad division and they ran with it um, amazing rotation like I said great bullpen great hitting I just don't see many weaknesses in that team did I take I, the team again no I'm oh. I'm unfortunately going to go with the Houston Astros. I oh. am not a fan of this team. Boo! I root against them every Traitor. single year, and I think they just they have everything to prove. They, I mean, Correa's going out after this year. He's leaving the team. You got uh, Granky is going to be a free agent, as is Verlander, and so obviously Verlander's not going to play. But I think they definitely have one of the most talented teams by far and they don't really have a lot of competition in the AL. I think they're the best team in the AL by far. Mm, uh, by far? In the yeah. American League? Yeah. I, think, I don't think they're better than the White Sox or the Rays if I'm going to be I think honest. they're better than the White Sox easily. I think I think they're better than the Rays. I just don't think the Rays pitching is going to hold up. They use their bullpen too much and you saw what happens to the A's down the stretch. They leaned on their bullpen, leaned on the same guys over and over, and it fell apart. So I'm going to say the Astros, and I'm going to pick Lance McCullers. I think he's had an amazing year. He should either get a finest or a postseason card. Yeah, I'm excited for finest. I think it gives a lot of cards that you wouldn't normally use a chance to stay in your lineup. You know, the cards are so juiced. Um, it's just a fun program, especially towards the end of the year. Uh, you got nothing to lose. I have a question for you, Blake. Yeah. Does Shohei Otani get a finest card? No. He can't, right? Nope. He can't. Even I think if we he wins I, MVP? We've seen, his, we've seen his best card this year, man. That's tough. That's tough. It's, it's one of those things where... It, he he was good the entire season, so he got a 99 early on. I don't think you need another one. You have a no. two-way Shohei Otani, which, again, they need to fix his usability, you know? He, it's, we still have problems using Shohei Otani like we would uh, in real life. I think that would be something to look for for next year. Um, so you're comparing yourself to a big league manager. You think you're on the same level as them? That, so you should be able to use Shohei Otani the same way? I think that we're not on the same level, but I should have the same options as a big league manager. So you're saying you'd be a better manager than Aaron Boone? I will neither confirm nor deny. Congratulations, all listeners. Blake thinks you're a better manager than Aaron Boone. 
It's true. <laughs> but I think I that's going to wrap it up for us, right? Yeah, let me give my final yeah. thought. Final thoughts. My final thought for this episode. Obviously, we can go back and forth on attributes and balancing. But I got to say, if they drop a some sort of patch, or even if this is fixed next year, I think we have a lot to look forward to in MLB The Show. Because once they get the pitcher attributes balanced correctly, once they get the content schedule and the uh, the the hits per nine like versus some of these all time greats, once all that stuff is worked out, it affects gameplay so positively. It, it'll be night and day. I promise you, if they fix some of this balancing stuff for twenty two, not even twenty one, just twenty two. It'll be night and day. 22 will be the best MLB The Show you've ever played if they fix the correct issues. No, they're bringing back Immortals. They need to balance back (laughs) the light and the dark side of MLB The Show. Blake, I gotta disagree with you. That's a really hot take, saying that if they fix the game, it'll be the best game that they've come out with. That's that's pretty bold. It may be my hottest take, but I'm, I'm, I'm standing by it, okay? that's all i got that's all i got anthony congrats on making world series that's all yeah congratulations welcome to the club yep thank uh ryan thanks for letting me be once again better than you in every single way of mlb the show and what it stands for blake still remains top dog but i regained that second seed overall going for my fourth world series run this year we'll see (laughs) twitch.tv slash block 34 self plug follow us on tiktok at show and go pod blowing up as we speak <laughs> can i see your feet ryan why are yeah. you not wearing socks why would you you just all it's hot you don't wear socks when it's hot i'm no. wearing socks only because i came back from somewhere so i'm just you know. see but you wouldn't normally it's wear cool socks, in right? my it's cool in my apartment right now it's kind of cool in my apartment right now. It's not hot, so I'm wearing light, thin socks. Should I record I'm here it? In this New York, is just hanging out. Editing editor's note: Keep this in the episode. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, let us know if you agree with some of our takes. Let us know if you disagree. Please subscribe listen to all our episodes go ahead and listen to some of the old ones they're great uh we'll be hitting you guys with a postseason episode next week and we'll see you later